0: That's perfect soccer slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Jordan Alves, what's going on, man? What up, what up? El ray day de dot del arco. What's going on? Welcome. Official NATO? NATO? what's up guys love seeing you join the live k23 hampton what's up afromax jacks allen rod nine emerson four one four six what's going on allen what up Christian fs 96 sk Yo, what up, guys? Shannon, welcome to the live. Size doesn't matter. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, Joe.tapping. Jordan Alvarez, uh, Alvarez asks, 80-20 rule applying soccer. I like that one. That's a good one. I'll jump off with that one. Um, Alan Rod. I already said what up, but why not say what up again? Daily underscore MLS. Always dropping knowledge. Mamador. Ooh, that's a different one, Dorash Rashed 3. <laughs> what's going on? You know, hey, what's going on, John Paul 91? What's up? Today's Thursday, right? Yeah, duh. Of course, it's Thursday because it is, guys, you know what it is. It is the ask a soccer pro show and I had to look it up I think we're on episode we're on episode 27 so Todor I officially got us caught back up but if I messed up let me know because maybe we're not on 27 but uh, officially ask a soccer pro show episode number 27 what up what up yes welcome guys You know what it is, but if you don't know what it is, this is the Hashtag Ask A Soccer Pro Show with your host, me, Quincy Americois, 11-year MLS Pro, currently playing for DC United, and you guys know what the Ask A Soccer Pro Show is all about. It is all about the MSL. Quincy, I thought you said you play in the MLS. Yes, I do, but on this show, we talk about the MSL, the Mental Strength League. And if you don't know what the Mental Strength League is, it is, the, it is the game you are currently playing called Life, where you are either an active or passive participant. Either you're playing the game or the game's playing you. And what we talk about here is tips, strategies, philosophies, tools, and ideas to help us improve our mental strength so we can go out in the world and dominate both on and off the field. Guys, this is your chance to get your questions answered from a over-decades-long professional soccer player, and uh, Yeah, be a part of this ever-growing community of like-minded individuals looking to better ourselves every day We take personal responsibility for where we're at right now and where we're going in the future And like I said it over on flow sports TV and I'll and I said it on Twitter and I'll say it here Is your current version of you setting your future version of you up for success? if the answer is no what are you going to do about it? And if the answer is yes, how can we speed up that process and get you where you want to go faster? But as always, guys, thank you so much for joining in. Uh, MIDA Soccer joined. Welcome. F-I-F-A-R-A-N-D-Y. Andy. Farf Andy. Farf Andy. Welcome to the live. Uh, go ahead and drop your comments in the section or in the, in the live feed below. Spam that heart thing on the side i don't even know how that works what that is but spam that thing because why not and drop your questions in i know uh i think jordan asked his first the first question and i even try to go to the question section guys even if you drop your questions yeah shout out for dropping the the heart likey things i can see that on the side that's what's up um you can also drop questions the question box. I'll open up the question box, but I usually pull from the live feed. So anything that you go there, uh, Alan asks. So I can ask you anything. Yes, you can, but I might not answer anything. But you could go for it. We could see. We could see where we go. <laughs> uh, Daily MLS said that DC game was whack. What did you think was whack about it? Um, uh, said, "Why are you the best player on DC United?" Well, I mean, that just depends on. What you say? I'm the best at. I'm the best in the MSL on DC United. I can t- I'll say that with pride. I'm I'm number one player in the MSL for DC United. That's for sure. Uh, Jordan had asked. Let me pull that up. How does the eighty twenty rule apply in soccer? Well, the eighty twenty rule. And for those of you who aren't aware what the eighty twenty rule is, is basically the idea that twenty percent of your efforts results in eighty percent of your productivity or your output or whatever. So um, most of the time people people are spending 80% of their time on the things that only matter 20% and 20% of the time on the things that matter 80%. And um, usually it's the 20% of your efforts that's actually making up for or creating 80% of what you end up seeing. And um, uh, people fall into the trap, if you uh, understand and believe in this philosophy, of um, not maximizing their potential because they spend they spend a, a disproportionate amount of time on the small things that don't matter. So uh, let's use a, a soccer example to better convey this point. Uh, many players look for the easiest thing that they can control and work on to and spend the most time thinking and obsessing over it. Uh, mainly because they want to avoid the actual work that they need to do. So what's the example that I'm talking about? Most players spend a ridiculous amount of time thinking about asking questions about and worried about their nutrition. Um, and I'm not saying nutrition is not important and it's not a it's not something that you should be considerate of, but that's that 80, right? That's the 80 that gets you maybe 20% of the results. The 20% is How many repetitions are you doing a day? How many touches are you getting on the ball? Are you focused on the fundamentals? Are you showing up every single day without fail and doing the work that you know you need to do to get to where you wanna go? That's the 20% of the effort. It's very easy to focus on that 80 thing, which would be like nutrition or let's say, um, yeah, nutrition is, I'll focus on nutrition because that's the biggest one. Um, That's the easiest thing to control in theory, in the sense of like, you just don't buy food it you know what i'm saying or you only buy certain types of food uh it, it doesn't substitute having to exercise someone can eat pizza and cookies and ice cream every single day and if they work out three hours a day and you don't work out at all but you eat lean proteins and leafy greens they're gonna beat you on the soccer field that's it's just as simple as that so that's how it apply. the the 80 20 rule applies in soccer but the, basically, the core idea and philosophy around that and behind that is really to um, think about how you can apply that in any aspect of your life. What is, the, what is the thing that is it's important to do? But if you wrote down all the things that are most important to get better at soccer or in school or in your relationship or with your health or whatever, um, what is the one thing that if you did above everything else is the most important thing that will get you the greatest results? focus on that. Don't don't focus, don't spend all your time on steps 7, 8, 9, 10, 15 because those are the easiest to get to. What's the hardest thing on your list? What's the most difficult thing? What's the thing that you want to avoid? What's the thing that uh, you want to make a bunch of excuses to not do? Go do that. So you guys know, I hate running. Always have hated running. Well, I've hated running ever since I was 13 years old. So not always, but almost always. Um, It's just gotten harder and harder every passing year. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't get easier, but that's the first thing I go and do in the morning. Why? Because it's the thing that's most important. It's the thing that's required. I have to be able to run. I have to be fit to do my job. It's the thing I hate doing most. So if I I wake up in the day and I work on, I eat really good and I do my nutrition and then maybe, you know, I... I, uh, I meditate and I do this all this other stuff and then I get to everything other than the running. The person who got up and did the running is already ahead of me. and uh, The longer that I procrastinate on things I know I need to do, the further and further my competition gets away from me. So come on guys, you know what it is. Uh, Fernando Dominguez 23 said, he had applied for the B Pro program. Any idea of how long it will take? Also, is it a free service? No, it is not. So, the B Pro program is more on the on the lines of individual one-on-one coaching and mentorship. So, like, um, you will get matched with a B Pro pro. So, all the individuals who are part of Perfect Soccer in the B Pro division who are uh, to be someone who can be your mentor or uh, help you design your workouts and and uh, your plan of attack for what you're wanting to do have been a professional soccer player or are currently a professional soccer player. That is pretty much a rule of what we're talking about here. We don't want people teaching you or talking to you uh, about doing something they can't do for themselves or they haven't done for themselves. Um, Having said that, All of these resources, like the Ask a Soccer Pro Show, every single Thursday at 6 p.m. PST. Um, All of the videos over on the YouTube channel, our in-depth series, Tactical Tuesday, One Skill, One Drill, the Ask a Soccer Pro Show, Fitness Friday, our Future Sunday Friday, our Perfect Soccer Hour, which is a podcast that we're coming up with, is all free information and materials that you can use to apply to get better every single day. And is the basis of which and for which we use in our B Pro division when we work on with you one on one. So some people want to have one on one coaching. If you want that one on one coaching, that's what our B Pro division is for. But that is a paid service, and you need to apply for that service. We have individual physical uh, training in certain certain areas. Right now, we're live in the Chicago area. We're live in the San Jose area. Uh, but uh, the online digital mentorship. Uh, program and training where we create your individual training programs on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, and you have uh, bi-weekly calls with your perfect soccer pro to get you on on a path to reaching your specific soccer goals, learning how to network, building your resume, building all these things, basically consulting, soccer. your soccer consultant. That takes time, and because that that's a paid service. But... Everything we teach and everything we share on our channel is free. The information is free for you to apply on your own. The difference with working with us is we're doing the work for you or we're helping you get the work done, like uh, a hand-holding process. But like we said, the thing that we're selling you here at Perfect Soccer is the idea that you is all you need to get to wherever you want to go or be in life and in soccer. So you don't need us. You just need the information. And that's why we give you the information. Um, But... To answer your question it takes a couple days ryan processes all the applications then he gets back to every each person individually and then um lets you know based on where you're at what he recommends and gives you the options to get going uh daily mls said the fact that chicago went up 2-0 and then it was 3-2 header in the end crazy game yes it was a very it was a very intense game this past Wednesday. Um, If some of you guys didn't see the game, uh, we played Chicago Fire, one of my old teams, um, here at Audi Field on Wednesday. We went down 2-0. Was it in the first half? 2-0 in the first half. We we got back into it to 1 by the end of half. We came in at half. We came back out. And we tied up the game at 2s. Went up 3-2. But then uh, dropped a final goal to tie the game 3-3 in the final minutes of the game. So it was a... It was a um, it was an intense game uh, Keenan Balik said I'm going to be in high school next year I'm thinking of playing for Detroit FC in my junior year should I do it I'm I'm not familiar with Detroit FC Keenan I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in high school next year I'm assuming. DC, DC, Detroit City FC, it's a youth academy, but I'm not sure if you could give me a little bit more information on that, I could better, I could better answer that question, because I'm not sure about that program, I don't know what level that's at, I don't know, I don't know enough about it, and that's the an important thing here guys, if we don't know something or I don't know, I'm not going to pretend to know, I'm not going to try to tell you something I don't know, because uh, I wouldn't want you to tell me things that you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Gracie asks, how can I get better at scoring repetition, 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 but, um, more specifically, uh, definitely watch some of our, uh, watch all of our one skill, one drill, uh, episodes. There's plenty of shooting, finishing techniques where Ross goes into depth on, um, improving your shooting. And then we're also going to get even more specific with all that here moving forward. Uh, you can watch all those videos at perfectsoccerskills.com oneskill one skill, the number one skill, number one drill, and you'll get the full playlist for all those videos, but um, I would start there. That will really help. Uh, Joe asks, I have two questions. How can I learn to stop looking down at the ball and how to be more proactive? Well, looking down at the ball when you're dribbling or looking down at the ball when you're shooting? Because I would say when when you're shooting, I say keep your eye on the ball, almost like golf. Follow through, you should already have an image and picture of where the goal is and uh, you should be focused on making good contact with the ball, having good technique. Now, if you're talking about dribbling with your head down, that would really come down more to you haven't got enough, you haven't yet gotten enough touches on the ball to feel comfortable and where the ball is in relation to you as you're moving through the field. So you're not confident in your first touch. And that is the first pil- pillar pillar. That's the first pillar of soccer success that we go into great detail into great detail on in our book The Perfect Soccer Player Blueprint. So if you haven't gotten that book, go to perfectsoccerskills.com/book, get a copy of that book, and it's really going to break down the three pillars of soccer success, one of those being first touch and dribbling cuz obviously if you can't control the ball, it, there's no point in there's no point in playing really unless you're a goalkeeper, uh, and even goalkeepers now are being required to have better feet and play out of the back. Um, so building your confidence with your first touch and dribbling, you do that through repetition and touches on the ball. Our one skill one drill series will give you plenty of uh, drills, um, drills that you can do to to improve that aspect of your game. And to be more proactive, you've got to take self initiative. So, um, if this is your first time joining the call, we've got our seven step process for success, and the first three steps all start with you. The self, the three S's of self awareness, self honesty, self initiative, self accountability. Clearly, you're being self honest because you know you need to improve and be more proactive. That's great. That's the step, first step of being proactive. But then you've got to take self initiative. You need to take action on that. What do you need to do to put in place to to make yourself proactive, and three, self-accountability. What is it that you need to do to hold yourself accountable so you don't slip up and not remain proactive, right? Proactive, continue to be active and do it. Do it. Pretty much it. Coach Edgar, what's going on? Welcome to the call. Sage DBZ, Therese, Therese Q. welcome. Um, I don't think I've seen you before. Uh, sang, sang Mendy, Mindy joined. Of course, Joe. Uh, Noah underscore SM just joined the live. Guys, appreciate that. Spam the, spam the little heart thing. I like seeing that. I don't even know what it does, but I like it. Uh, D underscore Goswick. What's going on? Welcome to the live. Yeah, Fernando. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Happy to help as best I can. <laughs> yeah, the little hearts are dope. I like that. And then it shows, like, your guys' uh, little faces as well in it as well, too. Uh, let's see. Peck underscore A1 just joined the live. Yeah, of course. Let's see what we've got here. Let's go to the questions. Um, how can – uh, let's Afro Max. Let's see what, we, what he's got here. How can players 18-plus find teams to play on the uh, on to GoPro academies, etc. cetera? Ooh, okay. How can players 18 and older find teams to play on to go pro? Let's see. Let's break that down. That really comes down to networking. Networking really means building relationships with individuals that have connections in the field or with the teams that you're wanting to break into. Now, the higher the team, the more difficult it is to break in because the the stronger the relationships you need to have in place to get recommended or brought into the network. Well, you've got to understand this. Once people have established themselves, let's 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 use myself as an example. You know, I've been pro for over eleven years, which means I've played with a, a lot of players. I've I've spoken to a lot of different agents, a lot of coaches, a lot of technical directors, a lot of general managers, organizations over a long period of time. I've built a lot of relationships with a lot of individuals in the in in the industry. But not only have I built a lot of relationships um, with them. Uh, Depending on what you've done and how you've done it, you should also have built a lot of trust with these individuals. And now many of these people don't have access to all the information to make decisions. So a lot of the time they're relying on the word of somebody else. So if I know that and I know someone is going to take my word for something, I don't want to ruin my... I don't want to ruin my reputation, or I don't want to put myself out there unless I'm confident that the recommendation I'm making will reflect me in a positive light and uh, reflect the individual who I'm putting them in contact with in a positive light. Um, which is which is something I think a lot of players and people don't fully understand because they're thinking extremely sh- in in a short term in a short term window when you ask for something, you're giving something up in the moment, you know, what is it costing you or what are you giving up in the long term in exchange for that? So you want to do everything you can to always do what you say you're going to do and over promise, I'm sorry, over deliver and under promise. I was trying to break it down into like short, sharp and sweet, something that is easy to remember and conveys everything that I kind of just laid out because I went on a little bit of a tangent all over the place because I was bringing it, bringing it together. Over-deliver, under-promise, or under-promise and over-deliver, right? When when you're wrong about something, you want to be wrong to your benefit, not to your detriment. So for instance, um, I was having a conversation with an individual when I was leaving uh, St. James Place today where we were training at today. And uh, he started asking me some questions about my car and he was going through the buying process and one thing uh, i was walking through how he can buy it through how he can lease it through his company and helping from that yo shout out ryan mash b pro general manager just joined in on live what up um uh just kind of walking through that process negotiation how to get it how to lease it through your company how to the tax implications the benefits of it and all of that but the thing that i really uh which is relevant to what um we're talking about here was I said, the biggest mistake I see investors make. And when I say investors, I'm talking about you, you listening to this, you watching this right now, you are an investor, you're an investor of your time. If you don't have any money, it's your time because you you invest your time to get money. And most people are wasting their time. They're spending their time. They're not getting any money or they're not getting any future time at other time, right? And the reason why they're doing that is they're overestimating income or they're overestimating their time and they're underestimating their expenses, right? Uh, underestimating the effort it's going to take and in that system if that's how you're approaching it if you always think you have more time than you do and you always think you're going to put in more effort than you're going to when you're wrong you always are a step back as opposed to if every time you estimate the time you estimate it's going to take you longer than it's going to and you uh you put in more effort and energy than is necessary when you're wrong you always come out on top so let's use it with money for an example um, if I think if if I'm gonna go to work or I'm gonna work really hard to like sell these perfect Socrates this month and I think if I think I'm gonna sell a thousand dollar I'll make a thousand dollars this month selling selling Socrates and I need um $1000 a month to to pay for my B pro training program, right? Let's say I need that. So, I need to sell these t-shirts to earn to raise enough money so I can pay for my individual coaching so I can reach my goals. Now, if I if the maximum amount of money I could make selling t-shirts is $1000 this month, and I need $1000 to get the coaching that I need to become a to get the the mentorship that I need to get to where I need to go. I am overestimating my income. And I'm underestimating my expenses. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if I'm wrong about my ability to sell a thousand dollars worth of these t-shirts in the month, I don't have enough money to get the coaching that I need. So I don't want, I don't want the decisions I'm making to be aligned with with if everything goes well, if everything goes perfect. I hope that this making sense this is making sense. It's a long day, so I'm making sure that I'm I'm being concise with everything. I don't want to make it to where when I'm wrong, I I'm I st I i can not deliver on what it is as I was talking about. Right? I want to create a model that, um, I want to create a model that when I'm wrong, I'm still okay. Let me see what I got here. Oh man. Oh, let me tag that. Paint comment. And let me tie this back to what I'm talking about over here. Cause I'm all over the place right now. give an example on uh, yeah I lost that thought guys sorry Um, I'm trying to think I've been going since what conference calls and meeting with clients and talking to people since like three o'clock so it's been like yeah six and a half straight hours of just thinking through all this kind of stuff. So uh, when that one comes back to me, I'll, I'll circle that one up. But uh, mainly Afrojack, um, you've got, okay, so then I talked about networking and why it's so difficult. Okay, so the higher up that you're going, the more difficult it is to get in, mainly because it has to be on the word of the individual who's there. And if they don't know you enough and they don't trust that you, you're you going to deliver for them, it is in their best interest to not put themselves, basically put themselves on the line for you. You have to give someone a good enough reason to do that. And in most cases, paying them will do that and most people don't have money. And the second would be building enough trust and a reputation with them to where they would be willing to put their reputation on the line for you. And when it, comes into, when it comes to the professional sports world, when it comes to making pro teams, there are very few opportunities. And because of that, it's very precious and, and it's one that you're not going to want to give to someone unless you know they're gonna deliver and give you everything that they've got. So if you don't have those high level connections and you haven't been building or gotten to a point where you've been able to build to get to that level yet, start low, slow and steady wins the race, uh, build rapport, Showcase your talent, put in extra work, be a valuable resource, help those when you can, and um, uh, slowly build your way up, and and um, earn the right to be there. But you've got to start. You've got to start at um, the lowest hanging fruit, and um, and work from there. There's no. There's really no shortcut. So you've got to. You've got to. You've got to just grind man i think i was just been thinking about it a lot more today um professional sports is a grind and if you're not you're not prepared for that it can it can knock you down and uh you might not be able to get back up let's see what we got here brock dollars shell (laughs) shell welcome vega underscore chai underscore join uh alan Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one directly? Now you can with B Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash Be Pro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. I'd ask how you- the offside. Since you are a striker, I would like to know how you avoid these situations and make your chance to to score. Okay, so um, one first and foremost, you've got to you've got to try to improve your fitness as much as possible. A big reason why players aren't able to um, why players get caught by the offside trap is because you're resting when your opponent is moving, and uh, that's kind of the beauty of the offside trap. If I'm a defender, I wait until I can see that you no longer want to move and then I move forward. It's a lot harder to react to someone's movement than it is to be the one that decides the movement. So as a striker, if you're fit enough to continue to move and run constantly, that's one way that you beat the offside's trap because uh, the defensive line, uh, usually specifically the center backs, are clever ones are waiting for you to turn off or just kind of lose focus to then move. And that over time wears you down over the course of 90 minutes and then you start always being offside, just offside, just offside. Um, another way of doing that is to stand on the uh, the blind side of the center backs. So most forwards end up playing in front of center backs, but that means they're, they're within their eye line and their vision. Um, so. They can see your movement so they can react faster. If you're off the center back's blind side, mm, that's that's a way in which he can't see where you are. And what you're doing is you're off his blind side. You're waiting till your midfielder or your outside midfielder um, gets in a position where they could play that ball in front of them. And right when they get in that situation, then you step in front of the defender. Um and then you can maintain your onside position. So it's a cat-and-mouse game. You gotta be clever, but the thing that makes it most easy is if you're fit. So, um, do that. Uh, let's see what we got. It's a good question though. We haven't had any offside traps question. Rebecca Gates, 2405. What up? Thanks for joining. DEGraph.Liam joined. What's going on? IGX21. Gwisly, Welcome to the live. Um, K23 Hampton asked Not sure, uh, not soccer related, but what financial tips do you have for a young person going off to college? I think I might have said it before. I'll say it again. Um, read Rich Dad Poor Dad, then read that again. Um, and then learn to budget your money. You have to learn to budget. I don't care if you have $5 or $5 million, the skill of budgeting is the same. So, the way you budget $5 million is exactly the same way you budget $5. It's the discipline you have to treat $5 like it's $5 million and being disciplined with the decisions that you make with $5. Um, that's going to be the uh, that's going to give you the ability to manage and have and earn 5 million and 50 million five billion right it's all it's there's levels and the i I think a mistake many people think make is i only have five bucks it doesn't matter and for me that mindset means you'll always only have five bucks um you're because because the real the way i think about it i won't say that i'm right i'm just saying this is what works for me and i've found success with it is i look at it in percentages so um, if, if no matter how much money you have, whether it's $5, $5,000, uh, $50,000, 5 is if you're budgeting based on percentage of your income, percentage of your money, that will always keep you in, that'll always keep you relative and in perspective. So as you move up, you're still staying disciplined. So for instance, uh, 20% of $5 is $1, right? So 20, 40, 60, 80, 100 so if you're saying I'm budgeting I can never spend more than 20% of Any money ever receive That has to go into savings. I have to set that aside. I then also have to set 20% of money to my business investing or to Educate myself or my future my financial future. Okay, if you set those rules percentage wise, then you say I have to figure out how to live on 20% of any money that I make. So all anything and everything I spend to live has to fall within 20%. Then you say another 20% can go towards miscellaneous where I can spend it on anything and I'll never feel badly about it ever. It doesn't matter and I'm okay with it. And then the last 20% you're allocating that towards, um, I don't know, uh, let's say a hobby or something that you enjoy for yourself personally. Right. So if you just so if you just said this is how I'm going to start and this is how I'm going to budget my money for the next five years this is literally how I start. This is this is this is not how I started but this is uh, a version of how I started like so when I'm thinking back to when I'm starting out when I'm building my models for how I'm going to make decisions and figure things out you have to start from somewhere. So I'm saying this was actually that'd be a good way to start breaking up. So you're basically saying any and every single dollar that ever passes through my hands, 20 cents goes here, 20 cents goes here, 20 cents goes here, 20 cents goes here, 20 cents goes here. By doing that, if you're saying I have to learn to budget and live within 20% of any money that comes into my pocket, you all of a sudden start realizing, okay, I made it I made $5, but that means I have to live on $1. I mean, $5 a month. I have to figure out how to live on $1 because I've already designated $1 just to live in life and do whatever I want so I can be crazy. So if I blow $1 in the club going crazy or blow $1 buying a video game or whatever, I will never feel bad because I've budgeted for that. That's okay. The other 20% look, I've inve- I'm investing that in my future. So if there's a, if there's personal coaching, like I want to do P- be pro and it costs a dollar, then that's what I'm doing. If it costs $10, then I need to save that dollar for the next 10 months. So then I can get the coaching that I'm saying I need. Then I'm saying another uh, $1 I'm just setting aside. That's in savings. It's at, like it doesn't even exist. I'm going to let that build up. And then the last dollar I'm investing in my business or growing in something like that, right? If you start making decisions like that, you get very disciplined. You create great habits. That means you're going to start, you're gonna start seeing the, the results of your efforts over time. You're going to start realizing, oh, I can – you know what? I don't need 20 percent to live. I can do 10 percent. I can do 5%. I figured out a way where I can make a, a, a mobile bedroom out of like, I don't even know, uh, leftover two by fours that I found at a local, outside the local Home Depot garbage can because it, with the 20% of the time I was investing in myself, I, was, I invested in a course that taught me how to build mini homes so I could save more money that way. You get what I'm saying? Like... This is, uh, and this also ties back to the 80 20. Like, where can you spend 20% of your efforts that'll give you 80% of your output, right? If this 20% of time or money I'm investing in figuring out how to save myself half of my money on half of my money that I spend to live, I've immediately doubled my output on my money because I've essentially cut in half my overall expenses. So hopefully these are giving you concepts for how you break this down and this same model and system is the same way in which I go about soccer. Like okay, does it make sense that I'm working on my weak foot, my my hold up play, my IQ, my, you know, my soccer resume and um, networking with other people, right? You're budgeting your time, you're budgeting your money, and then you're allocating times and resources to where you think you can get the most productivity from it. So it's 80-20. Once you've gone through that, all of a sudden I'd realize, hey, this 20% of my effort is making me enough money to cover all these other things. So now I should, you know what, I should budget and spend twice as much time here and see if I can quadruple the output. And that's how you move. Good, I like that. Financial, financial literacy question, and we're back in the groove of things i I got a little got a little lost there for a minute uh jordan said what is a good gym program for a 17 year old player that depends on what you're wanting to do specifically for yourself your goals and uh your level currently that is something that you would work with a b pro pro over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash b pro you can see the link right there to apply for the program um all the resources and stuff we give you guys, and the database that you have access to, and the free book, you're able to build your own programs and what you feel is necessary for you and your goals. But if you're wanting something specific tailored to you and what you're wanting to do, that's really what the B Pro program is, because that takes time, effort, and energy. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta sit down. You have a conversation. You gotta get real and clear on what it is you want to do and your commitment to it, and then uh, understand where you're at and build out a plan. Let's see what we got here. Um, Ryan had said, Perfect Soccer is a great platform for the exact networking Quincy's talking about. What better network than a network of current and former pros that are ready to train and mentor you? I can't think of anything better, but I'm open to being proven wrong. Um, How can I get to the level of Griffin Yao by training? Well... That takes a lot you got you have to have a level of natural talent to be honest with you Griffin is uh you can tell that he has kind of a, a natural talent to him and then on top of that he's got a great uh, network of and um, network of individuals and support system that has uh, been um, fostering his growth um, and then he's also playing and training at a professional level every single day, and he's got his very own MSL coach sitting next to him in the locker room every day. So he's got a lot of tools and resources at his disposal, but more important than having access to it, he is taking full advantage of it, and he's applying what he's learning every single day. So, um, so yeah, I, what's more important is the fact, though Griff, Griffin got to where he's at because he's a talented individual. He's put a lot of work in up to this point. Um, but I think what I'm most impressed with, uh, by him is he's not comfortable. He doesn't, he knows, he, he knows he hasn't, he hasn't done anything yet, quote unquote, right? Which is the, is, which is a good mentality to have, especially at his age, because that means he's hungry and he's going to keep putting in the work necessary to get better. And, um, now that he's focusing on the 20% of things that will yield him the greatest results, I would very much... Look out in three years how much further along he'll be developed as a player. Um, Budgeting, I definitely need. Okay, K9 said, I got a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but budgeting, I definitely need to pick up on the habit of and trying to learn how to invest at a young age. There you go. Always start. Yeah, start with whatever you had. Like I said, uh, stick to percentages and then it doesn't matter because most kids will say, I don't have any money. But I'll say, do you have a dollar? Yeah, I got a dollar, you can budget a dollar. So everything's percentages. So set up those percentages based on how you wanna live, what you wanna see. And the great thing about it is you're designing your perfect life, guys. We're here to give you the tools necessary, the information you need to design your perfect life. The philosophies, the ideas, the systems, the programs are meant to be collaborative and iterative um, to fit your personal goals and needs, right? Um, but K9 uh, or K23, you've changed your name, so I'm used to saying K9. Um, you uh, Head to leverageinvestmentgroup.com and join the financial literacy newsletter there. Um, the first email that gets sent out, it's an autoresponder that I put together, is on financial literacy with the rich dad, poor dad. But on the second day, you'll get another email, and it talks about budgeting, how money works. And Putting all that together. So that would be a good resource for you if you've already started with the book Uh, Alan said I have one more question. What's it like playing with Wayne Rooney? It's great man. Uh, He's a top He's a world-class player and it it's uh, I'm someone who learns a lot from watching players in person like training with them So I'm I'm taking it all in I when they're doing set uh, him and Luciano when they're doing set pieces um, doing free kicks doing finishing drills or our individual pattern drills and stuff I'm watching how they move. Um, I'm watching their tendencies, the space that they like to occupy, uh, the compos- their composure on the ball. Um, it's helping me better understand my game and integrate and implement those things into my game. Um, and then I also ask questions because I don't care if I'm 31 years old. I can always learn from somebody, um, even if they're younger than me or older than me. So I'm asking a ridiculous amount of questions until they tell me to leave them alone. Let's see, underscore FC bits. What's up? Would you recommend using? Um, would you recommend using Microsoft Excel for a beginners' budget? Yeah, I would. Uh, I would actually recommend signing up. Uh, you should have a Google, a Gmail account, um, and then you get free access to Google Google Docs, and then you can use the Google Docs for um, for managing your budget, which is great. Uh, Cause then you can access it anywhere. You can send the link. You can collaborate with people. So I'd get very familiar with Google Docs. Um, Cause then you get access. You know, uh, Google Word, like their Word document, their Excel, their PowerPoint, or slides. I think is what it's called. So all of that stuff. That's what we use as our team to collaborate and keep our stuff organized when we're not communicating through Asana or Slack. CB fourteen thirteen. What up? Um. Jordan asked, when you were 17, uh, did you have a job? And if so, what job or how did you make money? I cleaned my aunt and uncle's apartment complex. So they were uh, apartment... They were... um, What do you call it? Yeah, they were apartment managers. Or land... Yeah, they were apartment managers, not landlords. They didn't own the apartment complex. But they were like the managers of the complex. But they needed a cleaner. So I did like janitorial work. Like I'd, I'd clean the laundry room. I'd clean the pool. I would pick up trash around the... pick up trash everywhere um I would I would buy candy wholesale at Costco and then I'd sell it at school I would play Texas Hold'em to make money um so obviously you have to get good at that otherwise you lose money so I got super obsessed with Texas Hold'em and got pretty good at it probably also a fundamental pillar of the mental strength league came down to that time um or was the origin story of that probably was was starting there um yeah, I never had an official job. One of my goals in life was just never have a traditional job because I wanted to employ myself and generate my own income. So, I a lot of those little like odd jobs and stuff. I didn't enjoy them. Like I, I think I did like gardening work. I would like pull weeds and stuff. Trash man. Yeah, I do odd jobs here and there, like um, free basically like freelance odd jobs. But I, I always liked being an entrepreneur and just, you know, making my money that way, selling clothes and stuff. I did that to you. Um, Jordan asked uh, what did you name your son? I name, uh, We named our son Lord, L-O-R-D. So it's, you got Lord and Sir causing a bunch of havoc out here. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Manuel asks, is a 3.4 GPA good enough for soccer scholarships? It depends on the school that you want to play at. I know for UC Davis, there is a certain level GPA that you need to have in order to be accepted into the school. And I don't know if a 3.4 – I think a 3.4 is high enough, but that could have changed over time. Um, But – it depends on the school that you're going to. I think 3.4 is good enough for a scholarship at any school. If you're if you're a student athlete who's good enough to be offered a scholarship, 3.4 is going to be high enough at I think at any school, almost any school because they make accommodations for uh, student athletes who they feel are going to get scholarships. But if you're if you're a player who isn't being offered a scholarship, Then most programs, I know this for sure at UC Davis, you have to get into the school on your own academic merit and a 3.4 at a university like that might not be high enough unless you have like a high enough SAT or ACT score. So you have to – that's on a per school basis and the higher your GPA, the better chances you give in yourself but um, yes. Definitely you want to do everything you can to make sure you're at least above a 3.0. That's going to open up way more opportunities for you than having anything lower than that. 31 is the new 25. You're right because I feel young and I look younger. Oh, uh, K-9 said, I didn't know what you said about that. Leverage, L-E-V-E-R-A-G-E, leverage, investment, dot com, Leverage Investment Group And then there's two newsletters There's a real estate investing And there's a financial literacy newsletter Or financial IQ newsletter Join that one Um, Let's see where we go Daisy, what's... Oh, you guys see how dirty my room uh, The basement is I gotta work on it um, A. A.Nunez says, sorry you're late. No worries. You made it. Daisy, what's going on? Welcome. Let's see what we got here. Guys, I love the back and forth and you guys participating in, uh, I don't even know what this is called, the comment section with each other, just being good to each other. Um, How is playing an entire game versus a Liga team with history like Real Betas? Could you feel the difference in level of play or skill? Just curious. It felt good to get a game and to play 90 minutes, something I haven't had the opportunity to do for several months, almost like seven months. So like I said, mental strength league, guys, are you able to be prepared to play day in and day out, even if you're not getting your opportunity for weeks and months at a time. And if you're not prepared and ready and willing to do that, you probably aren't cut out for the professional game. Having said that, it felt great to get minutes into play. And to be honest, if you've known me for any period of time, you know I don't really watch um, soccer. I haven't really been a fan of soccer other than a fan of MLS. Once I joined the league back in 2009, I never heard of this team until the few days before we were going to play them. And then when we played them, then I learned about their history and, you know, that they're uh, apparently a very big team that just recently had beat Real Madrid I think the week before. Now, I think this is important because I believe because I don't know anything about them and because I haven't followed them and I'm not I don't know anything about their history, who they are, whatever, I get to come in and just play the game on the day and beat the person who's in front of me, right? Where I feel a lot of individuals build all this other stuff up in their head, oh, they're so much better, they're faster, they beat They beat this team, they did this. So you're going out into the game already beaten mentally, and they can sense it. So then they have confidence, and now they make you look bad, and then it gets and it just goes downward and downward and downward. And for me, I think a valuable asset that I have is I don't know any of these guys. I just don't. So I'm just playing my game and enjoying myself and having fun, and I'm just happy to be playing and getting full 90 minutes and getting an opportunity. And like I told you, my mindset is to leave the field with no regrets as to what the effort and energy I put into the game for the day. And if I do that, I know I'm giving my best chance and opportunity to uh, have many opportunities and have a long career and here we are in year 11 and here I am playing against Real Betas I think it's Betas so yeah it was good I do believe that they they do have a very good identity of how they want to play and a high level of confidence in their, their ability on the ball so you can see you can see that there is a there's another level that they're that they're playing on but it's not it's not so great to the degree that you can't score and you can't compete and hang with them right I think we ended up losing the game 5 to 2 was the final score um, but I th- like 60% of our roster that played was guys from Loudon and Loudon's U- USL which is considered the second tier below MLS so you're saying 60% of those guys were on that field half of those guys I just played with for the first time and were playing against a La Liga side and we scored two goals against them at some at one point in time it was um, what was it it was 3-2 and we had the momentum and the goalkeeper could have got a red card and should have getting a handball on one of my through balls and all of a sudden we could have ended up tying and winning that game so um, they're not they're not that far ahead and uh, it was it was fun to just get to play, uh, play, play a full ninety. Uh, Sage of DBZ said, "There's people that are way more talented. So, how do you beat them to a spot in the team, even even when they work well? Yeah, that's the difference. Um, what, what's the saying? Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Something to that effect. But when talent works hard." almost impossible to beat them and if that's the case then you have to change the game you're playing so if I know that you can beat me technically and skillfully then I have to beat you with my mind right so maybe I'm changing I'm changing how I play we're not okay if if I know you're so much technically better than me and I can't compete well then I'm going to change the game so that we're not playing based on technical ability I'm just going to play straight on effort I'm going to be so close to you and I'm going to crowd your space and I'm going to kick you and I'm going to foul you and I'm going to just be aggressive. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be malicious. I'm not going to get a red card. I'm not going to get yellow cards, but I'm going to just be annoying. I'm going to be, I'm going to be so in your space and so much the opposite of what you want to do that you won't be there mentally and I will beat you. So that's how you do it. Like you have to, the, the name of the game is assessing your competition, sizing them up, understanding who they are, where they stand, what their strengths and what their weaknesses are, and matching them up to what yours are, your strengths and weaknesses, and exploiting their weaknesses and highlighting your strengths. That's the name of the game. And the more tools you have in your tool belt to assess where you are, and the more self-honest you are, the more honest with yourself about what you're good at and what you're bad at, gives you the greatest opportunity to beat whoever's in front of you, excuse me, on the day. So, um, I think uh, I had a, actually I had two interviews earlier today, um, but w- in one of them, I was, that's, I was very much speaking to that point. Um, and man, like I said, um, my brain is, whoo, been working at capacity all day today. Um, what was that point that I had said? I don't know, I don't remember. If it comes back to me, I'll let you know. Uh, uh, Mario Panetta 55 said, I'm back and I'm bigger than ever. What kind of food do you eat for to improve your physical performance? And you came in a little bit late because you already heard my little rant about nutrition, but lean meats, leafy greens, water, um, lots of water. Being hydrated is very important. I can do better at doing at being that as well, too. Um, the hydration part. Yeah, Quincy doesn't know who Milner is. You are correct. Okay. Um. Say, so Jazz. How do you know you're talented, though? How do you know you're talented? Hmm. I'm trying to think of how best to answer that question because because I don't want to say I don't want to say it's just you're confident in your abilities because you can have false confidence. When do you know you have talent? That's a good question. I gotta think. I gotta think about that. That one's a really good one. Um, while I think about that, while I think about that, Edgar, yes, uh, I can do a bicycle kick. If you go to quincymariaqua com. Or actually, no. If you go to perfectsoccerskills.com com and then go to articles and search for "How I Went from Never Playing Soccer Again to Becoming a Pro Soccer Player," you'll see in that article is kind of my story. It also shows some of my goals from college, where I've scored a couple bicycle kicks, and then um, in um, in MLS. How do you know when you're talented? It's funny because. Other people can know when you're talented, but how do you know when you're talented? I guess the only real way you know you're talented is when enough people outside of people who you know personally, like who have a emotional, personal relationship with you, can see your potential and to the and to the degree that they are willing to comment on it. And say it to you without solicitation. Boom. That's how it that's how so let's um, let's um, clarify that a little bit more right like Your mom's got to love you, right? You're the greatest thing ever because it's your mom. Your dad's got to love you, same thing. Your brothers, your sister, maybe they think you're stupid, so it doesn't matter what you do, you're never going to be good with them. Uh, Your friends typically should support you and they're going to tell you the truth and stuff, but a random person who happens to be watching a game that you're playing in at your local youth soccer tournament who has to, after the game, make a point to be like, yo, you're really good or... I I enjoyed watching you play, or that is really awesome. Maybe not the first person that says it doesn't mean you're talented, but if five, six, seven, ten people who you don't know make a point to come and point out to you. Like, you don't come up to them, hey, what do you think about my game? And now they feel obligated to say something positive or nice about you. I'm I'm talking about unsolicited. People are reaching out to you. That's how you know you're talented. That's the only real way that you can know you're talented outside of you knowing you're talented on your own and you know what your personal abilities are for yourself. You can have confidence in yourself. You have to have self-belief in yourself. And just because you're not good enough now doesn't mean you won't be good enough later. Um, but that's how you know. At least that's the best way I can think of right now. I'll have to think about more about that, but that was a good one. Uh, Edgar asks... Quincy, when you score against San Jose Earthquakes, will you celebrate? Yeah, probably, not going to lie. love scoring goals, so I'm not going to not celebrate just because I played on your team before. Come on, man. That just wouldn't be very fun. If that was the case, I wouldn't be able to celebrate it pretty much against anybody. <laughs> um, but Instagram's got me on my last minute here, so I'm going to wrap it all up. Um, Unsolicited compliments exactly unsolicited compliments that that would be a good place to really understand that you know what hey I I must I'm you know what I'm pretty good at this or I must be pretty good at this or I'm on to something here And if that's the case do not get comfortable triple down quadruple down because that really means that's the 20% You need to be focused on and working on So we tied it all back to our 80 20 even though I fell off the wagon like two times on this call which is unlike me, but I will be better next week, guys. We all make mistakes. Um, Manuel, yes, I can't answer your qu- I can answer your question, but it'll have to save till next week. Instagram's gonna kick me off in the next 15 seconds. I appreciate having you guys join me. Make sure to go get a free copy of our book at slash book and then join the B program program at slash B Pro. Uh, love seeing you guys, and I will see you next Thursday. Thank <sharp inhale> you.